listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. This podcast is brought to you with the support of our listeners and our Patreons. If you want to help us out, check us out at patreon.com slash 9to5cc. That seems right. This is the 90s. What do we talk about, everybody? We talk about can China play hockey? Then we talk about Habs and more hockey talk. Then we hit up Into the Spider-Verse. Then we talk about Black Panther, Xanadu, and the last action hero. But really, though, can China play hockey? Find out in about a minute. No. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is the podcast. What's up? I feel like it's been a long time that we did this, and the reason I feel that way is because John last time. That's right. And before that, it was the Christmas break. And we did like and a we double. recorded Yeah, and we pre-recorded. Yeah. So I think it's been... Six weeks. Yeah, like so at least six weeks that we actually sat down. That's true. The three of us. And so much of the world has changed. But not much of the world has changed because the government shut down for most right. of that period. <laughs> so our were, government? Huh? No. No, our, our government was okay. Our government right. was just stern, stern shit with China. But, you know, <laughs> psh, that old kind of, I kind of enjoy... I, I think what's going on is that China, like Canada's been cozying up to China for a real long time. Mm-hmm. And America and China are like getting ready to butt heads, mm-hmm. and America is just ba- is like kind of fucking with us, Maybe. being like, "Okay, go and arrest her." Okay, now pick sides, asshole. Yeah. And then China's like, "You can't do a problem," you know. And then yeah. China's like, "Pick sides, asshole." Yep. And here we are. I mean, but we're so little. We are so. Why little. can't we just settle things with hockey games like we did in the Cold War? Yeah. Or giant robot fights. Is that how the Cold I'm War ended? I don't know. I mean, I think our Pretty big sure. con- our big our big contribution was definitely the Summit series. <laughs> 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 that was, I think, Canada's Canada's biggest part of the Cold War. You think we'd care more about that, given the route from from like Washington to Moscow for nukes to travel is like through Canada? Yeah, I guess. Right, We're, we would be like the the like stray missile zone in well, the event of that. BC or or the ones holding the missiles. There's a lot of American nuclear weapons. That's true. In Canada, yeah, hanging out, true. hanging out in Canada. Yeah. But I mean, they don't, they don't fly over Montreal though. They think they On the way to New York? Yes, they do. From China? No. Uh, like from parts of Russia and parts of China, sure. If you think about like the lines, they don't they don't go in straight lines. They go. They I know they go over. Patterns, they, they go over the pole. Right. right. You wouldn't. You're not shooting left to right. You'd be. They, they also follow air patterns. Like planes don't fly in a straight line. They what? Move to a circle. Get out of here. Explain more. <laughs> it's, it's I've watched thing. enough Muppet movies to see that little map dot go like. <laughs> <laughs> or Indiana Jones. Or Indiana Jones. Exactly. Wait a minute. He never goes to Montreal. No. Come on, Indiana Jones. Is China even any good at hockey? I doubt it. No, they're There's not. There's so many of them. If no. they if they decided they wanted to be, they would be. No, but There's the... one pro hockey team in all of China. So here's the thing. There's so many of them if they decided they would be like they would be. I feel that there's like a, a cert, certain level of a, like size that the the typical Chinese genome does not They're very good possess. at basketball. There's more people yeah, learning to speak English in China than there are English speakers in the whole world. Absolutely. Right? They're, but like but if the... they but skating. There's two billion of them. <laughs> skating and smashing into each other. Like, I don't I know if size is such a factor so much as ice is a factor. Exactly. I don't <laughs> know if there's a lot of ice. Yeah, exactly. Like, year round. Like, they have to build the arenas and then they have to do all that. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be hard. I think it'd be hard to, to get into it because it's the whole, like, I mean, I guess if the government wants to devote, like, to put the to put the 10,000 hours into, like, whatever, become expert level mm-hmm. of things, I guess they could do it. But then. What are the attendance numbers like for the Kudlun Red Star? 
Again? Whatever the, the government says they are. Yeah. Ah, fair I enough. Mean, they didn't, they didn't. Uh, they are one billion. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, every person in China has attended this game. Uh, they did, didn't they do some exhibition games in Hong Kong this year or last year or something? I know they yeah, did some. The, the Oilers went over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. How are we doing this year, by the by? The Habs are doing okay. Okay. They're chasing the Maple Leafs, and that's all I want from this season. It's such a weird. It's so the weirdest thing. The Eastern Conference is very weird. Is that there's like, there's Tampa Bay sitting at the top, and then there's nine other teams that are like within three or four points of each other, and then there's a big drop off after that. And we're one of those teams. Like we're like there's a very real chance of us getting into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, will any There's team beat Tampa Bay? No. no. <laughs> like, I mean, except that historically... Maybe Washington, but that's it. That's all well, but I was saying, but except for historically, Montreal's done really well against Tampa Bay teams that are outclassed them. Not this in year. In the playoffs. Not this year. In the playoffs. Think about it. Like, just, I, I'm just saying, I, Tampa I'm, Bay is the team to I'm beat. I'm slowly shaking my head. Yes. On paper, Tampa Bay is should be a walk even for the cup, I would say. Like mm-hmm. that, but it's, it's stupid things happen sometimes in the playoffs. That and like that's the thing is like it would be a stupid thing happening if any team other than Tampa Bay goes to the finals, probably even winning the cup. Like mm. they're they're so good. They're so good. They're like they're what are they fifteen points or something ahead of the team in second? Jeez, like it's absurd. Like they're they're just all off the chain. So that's hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I read a great freaking article that someone linked to off Reddit. Mm-hmm. On the All Star Game. Oh, I read it. I, I saw that thing too. The the CBC nonsense other way to do it, like a tournament thing. Yeah, that's but not, stupid. But not a tournament. Just have those divisional games squished together in January. It's like Montreal and Boston and Toronto and Ottawa. They would just play each other as regular season games. Oh, right. As right. part of the eighty two. Okay, but. Those games would also count as a mini. So, like, so for instance, like, they're what are they at six, six for division or four for division? Well, they were talking about breaking it up into groups of four. Okay, but so how many games would it be in the division? So four. I was saying you play every divisional game. No, just a a little round robin tournament, and you would call it like the Mount Royal Cup, the CCM Achievement Award for Excellence in Hockey, Wales Campbell Cup, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Break it up into whatever. And then have that be like a little mini trophy you give out to the winner of that tournament every year. Speaking... And I freaking loved it. Why? The All-Star break is like a weird... It's the worst. It's the absolute worst. And worse now that the players have decided that they don't think it's important. No, but nope. They never thought it was important. Like, it's... (sighs) They thought going to the All-Star game was a little important. I guess, but... Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux never missed. Never skipped... (laughs) <laughs> we're just opted out of the All Star Game. Yeah. So yeah, people opt out of the All Star Game. Right yeah. Now? This year, Ovechkin and Price, Crosby's notoriously done it like a handful of times mm. and whatever. The Zetterberg and Tatsuk, I don't think ever went because they just wanted like a week off. Is that is yeah. basically? Yeah. They're like, okay, so everyone in the entire league gets doesn't have to schmooze and pull late nights and like give hands to corporate sponsors and stuff like that. But we're the best players, so we just have to. It does not change our salary. And everyone else gets time off, and we're about to go into the last 30 games, most competitive games of the season. Right. Cool. Thanks, NHL. Like, what's in it for us kind of thing, Like, which I get. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, it's part of your job. You make millions of dollars. But you're like, but you're also expected to be playing your best hockey from now on forward. You know, right. like, right. it should almost be at the beginning of the season, like, or after at the, the season, the like season. Pro Bowl style, yeah. like, where you're like, at least everybody can just, like, 
admit like that it's nonsense. Like everybody, no one can play hard in the mm-hmm. game because no one would possibly risk injury. Right. So no one's shooting hard. No one's blocking shots. Goalies aren't gonna like stretch to make a save. They're just gonna let everything in. So you're like, what am I even watching? Hmm. Like the last few years, it's been three on three. So every shift on the ice for those three players. It's super long. It's yeah. hard. There's Jeez. all open ice. There's Why no... would they play three on three? So that they can score. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess. It's super... It's it's garbage hockey. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Skills competition is kind of fun. That was what I wanted to talk about. That was Pay Decker. Pay Decker is the greatest thing that happened at the skills competition. If you guys follow this? And and uh, Coin Schofield. Also amazing. Coin Schofield? Explain. The, Tell the, me your thing. Coin Schofield, the... Olympic medalist, five-time world champion. They officially entered from Women's Hockey Team USA. Yeah, but she was an official entrant in the fastest skater competition. She was official because Decker was wasn't official. Decker wasn't, but Coin Schofield was. Okay, and she beat one of the NHL players nice. in the competition, yeah. who were like of the ten fastest skaters in the league. Yeah, yeah. And she hmm. she so took off like a rocket. So that was the one, but then. They had as, other women. As, as a demonstration, they had uh, Brianna Decker doing the passing competition, and not only did she do a real good job, she in fact had the fastest time of any of the NHLers. And so they get like bonuses if they win the skill competitions. They get like twenty-five grand <laughs> a piece or whatever. But because she wasn't on the clock, like people clocked her at home to determine that she beat. They they taped it and they she beat, beat somebody by three seconds. They beat uh, not Carlson Hopkins. I don't know. I don't know who it was. Whoever it was. Who was in... Landeskog or Dreisaitl or whatever. Yeah, maybe Dreisaitl. Anyway, so yeah, so she beat the fastest NHLer by three seconds. And then the, the hashtag pay Decker, like, started <laughs> yeah. trending all over the place. And These, like every, these every, guys are all multimillionaire. Yeah, all-stars. and they're like, she, like most, most professional female hockey players, like, have another job. You yeah, know, like, for like sure. Like, 25 grand makes a real big difference to her versus, like... Dreisaitl's, like, coming into his $9 million a year contact and like, hello, $25,000. Yep. Yeah. Like... I will spend this on Fortnite hats. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All the Fortnite hats. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I thought it was a neat uh, neat thing. And I, and I thought Especially about Especially that, that specific skills competition is hard. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're crazy. Like, this, the passing one is... It's hard. Nuts. It's easy to embarrass yourself. Yeah. You have to, like, make tape-to-tape passes with mannequins and then shoot a puck into, a, like, a two-foot-wide net from mm. the red line. Yeah. And, like, well, but weird. Garbage. It's weird because... It's so hard. She even said that she was, like, it was weird because she was so focused on, like, taking it easy and not messing up. Because she was, like... She's, like, I thought it would be worse if I, like, screwed it up than if I, like, did it competently with a slower time. Like, so she was, like... I was just being, like, like take your time and go. But... So, and even she said, she's like, maybe because I wasn't pushing myself, I ended up not screwing up, so not missing. Like, whereas I mean, even the pros were like, whoop, whoop, like trying to go faster and missing the targets and stuff. So right. she was just like, chip, chip, like, like just like, kind of like air quotes taking your time, but ending up with a three second faster right. time. Yeah. Than the fastest person. Than the fastest person in the NHL. Yeah, exactly. So, hilarious. There was some, a lot of positive feedback about this. There's probably going to be more professional women's hockey players invited next year to the skills competition. Uh, it's the skills competition. Like, absolutely. Like, and, and even the on... breakaway challenge. I don't like, yeah, doesn't, everyone, doesn't, doesn't should be everyone. I mean, the only one I would say like harder shot. And even then I kind of want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, you're not going to catch 
the NHLers in that way. I do want to see a women's skill competition where the hardest shot goes, and I do want the women, like someone, to beat some of the men. That would well, be again, fun. Queen Schofield yeah. did not come in last place in the fastest skater. She was flying around the ring. Yeah, well, I'll bet. And I mean, like, like hardest check isn't one of the things, so they're fine. You know, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's okay. One of the guys from TSN today was like, you know, all the NHLers are saying three-on-three hockey is really tough, and they have to, you know, really go shift after shift after shift. Why not put one of the women's players on each of those teams? Because <laughs> yeah. there's no hitting in the All-Star game. Yeah, in fact. <laughs> like, there's, no, there's no body checks in the All-Star game. It's just skills and passing. Every NHL player would just freaking love to have a little bit more time on the bench. In fact. And, yep. uh, yeah, if they split a – get a share of that million dollars for winning the All-Star game, then uh, it's yeah. a game changer for a lot of people. I agree. I'm for it. I'm for it as well. Um, what else is up? I saw a movie in theaters. I don't know if anyone saw a theater movie. We, we like to talk about movies that are in theaters. Yeah, Especially go for it. Yeah. ones like Spider-Man, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, I heard great things about that. You cannot spoil it, but you can talk about it. I can spoil the hell out of it. Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Are there Spider-Mans? Lots of them? There's several. Um, but it is the uh, – they take a lot of liberties with the comics, whatever. We're not sure which Earth it takes. But if you want to get you want to get super nerdy into it, it does not take place – it takes place in another Spider-Verse okay. initially. It kind of, they kind of like establish – This is an animated yes. feature. Yes. But I mean – but they but it like – it plays heavily on the fact like in Marvel canon there's a gazillion Earths. Right. Right. Yeah. So this takes place in an Earth – not even the one from the comics or whatever, but in one where there is Miles Morales, but where Doc Ock is a lady, so you know it's not the one that we know Miles Morales from. So it's not even mm-hmm. like comic book Miles Morales. It's another Miles Morales. Like Everyone's like, wait, what? And everyone's like, it's fine. It's a movie. That's fine. Absolutely. You don't have to go too deep into it. Exactly. But And, and, and I mean, the, it's like the solution is in the premise. Is there's infinite Earths. You know, like, it's fine. Like, this isn't the Miles Morales from the comic. It's another universe with the kid who's a lot like Miles Morales from the comic. Right. Uh, oh my god the guy uh, Jake Jake Johnson the guy who plays Nick Miller on New Girl mm-hmm. he plays like Peter Parker s- slightly out of shape Spider-Man <laughs> like, like the Spider-Man who like ma- like broke up with Mary Jane mm-hmm. and then but like kind of really did not rebound well and then just sort of like sat there eating a lot of pizza and like has a bit of a gut and stuff and he's like <laughs> Nick, he's, Nick Miller Nick as, Miller as, as Spider-Man Peter. yeah exactly <laughs> like, it's great uh yeah no really fun like just fun and good and fun i mean i know this is like a terrible review mm-hmm. but i'm trying to do it without spoiling it for scott because i know scott really wants to watch it i i mean i've seen the trailers they yeah. introduced the other spider-man yeah exactly there's spider gwen there's penny parker there's uh spider ham there's spider-man noir as voiced by nicholas cage Cool. <laughs> I, I heard that Nicolas Cage is perfectly cast in this role. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Ham is John Mulaney, which is also perfectly perfectly cast. Like, his voice is already, like, an old-timey cartoon character, like, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the... One of the things that I find that it, it does, which... What's it, the like, plot? So, like, the basics of this movie. Okay, no, that's what I was going to say. The basics. I'm going yeah. to do the basics. Uh-huh. Is, basically, Kingpin of that world wants to open up like a rift in space time to get his wife and kid back mm-hmm. and he's just like I'll just take them from another world and it'll be fine mm-hmm. and you're like whoa I'm that's, sure will. that's kind of psychotic Kingpin but you are psychotic so who cares and like enlists the help of Doc Ock and because they're opening dimensional shifts and whatever various other Spider-Mans kind of get involved so <clears throat> it also happens like 
basically Spider like Miles Morales becomes the Spider Man of his his reality, mm-hmm. but has help from like Peter Parker from another reality, you know, and then also other Spider Verse creatures, and they just sort of like it's the typical Miles Morales. Uh, slash Peter Parker, like, coming to grips with his powers and, like, sort of learning the great power comes great responsibility things, but through, like, a slightly different, a different origin story, not just, like, an Uncle Ben mm-hmm. just sort of situation. And, uh, yeah, they save the day. The cool. thing about it, like, again, try not to get into everything. The, the art style looks amazing. Yeah. The animation. Very well animated. Is different and not off-putting. A little, um, yeah, somewhere in between, like, um, like, Almost like cell shady, but the end graffiti, but also still looking like a 3D CG film. Hmm. Like it's like stylized, but not so stylized that you're like, oh, this is annoying to watch. It's neat. The uh, with some like classic comic book print. Yeah, exactly. Like it. like every now and then, like someone will talk and it'll be like, Whoak! and like the like the speech bubble will like appear or whatever. But like it just kind of like pops up here and there. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kick the door? It's only sometimes that they do speech bubbles. Yep. But like when when something is like like kind of like an end of a scene like what and you'll see like what and then like the scene cuts or right. whatever like someone falls off a building whoa and you see the the words words huh. go down but so yeah the thing that I did want to talk about it where I feel that it's a shame that you can get away with this in kids movies but they would never do in an MCU vibe is just not explaining everybody like Tombstone is just there and he's a dude with guns and they call him Tombstone and you're like he doesn't need a gritty backstory. Whatever you're like, it's Tombstone. Who cares? Yep. Like he's 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 a henchman. It's fine. Like he's a little bit more than a rando, but I don't need to give him a whole scorpion. Uh, scorpion. Sandman. Sandman doesn't show up, but uh, lizard. But like Scorpion just shows up or whatever. Even even like Doc Ock is just like, what's up? And you're like, whoa, Doc Ock is around. Like I have metal arms. Got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she has like they're they're a little they're more like gooey. She has a different type sure. of arm. It, but exactly, who cares? Like, not and not to say who cares, but like Prowler is around, and you're like, so you go, you do get a little bit of his backstory, but you're like, it doesn't need to be super handholy about every single character that pops up on the screen, and mm-hmm. it's fine. Like, and and as a result, you get to like move the story along quicker. Like, there's even it's even kind of great. Like every Spider-Man who shows up gives their rendition they're like you know the story bit by radioactive spider like like and like runs through it but like at the rate that they run through it gets like faster and faster and at one point like three of the spider-mans are doing it like in near unison with just like the <laughs> slight changes of like names and uncles like it's like uh-huh. my uncle instead of my uncle ben it's my aunt so-and-so and whatever and it's just like yeah they can just blast through that stuff it's fine like they almost make right. it a joke of how like you know peter parker's origin story you don't know miles morales's or- origin story right so like the only thing that could have been good about stretching out uh, an origin story is mm-hmm. if one of them was like, "My parents were killed in Crime Alley. <laughs> My mom's <laughs> pearls fell into the pavements. I fell into the crime in the backyard. Man. Yeah, the, it was full of buyers. Uh, can do? Can I spoil? Can I spoil the the stinger? It has no bearing on the plot. Sure. So the the after the the post credit sequence. Is they were just sort of like sort of like we've stabilized it like we like we stabilized the compound or whatever else blah 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 you hear like a, like a off thing voice and they were just sort of like Miguel like where do you want to go first and it's Spider Man twenty nine nine he's like nice. the only place to go and then it, it like cuts to Earth sixty seven and you just see like whoop you see Spider Man twenty nine nine beams into Earth sixty seven and it's the pointing Spider Man at Spider Man meme. <laughs> <laughs> 
was just like, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I was just like, what a perfect stinger to a like ridiculous like Spider-Man overlapping. There's uh-huh. also a scene where the the Nick Miller, uh, Jake Johnson Spider-Man. Uh, like wheels behind like an office computer and he's like Whoa. and he's just like yeah and he's just behind the desk at a computer and, <laughs> and he's just like perfectly framed for like just a second I was like I like laughed and everyone's like like I think Andrew's I like what, what? I was like yeah. no that's that's deep memes going deep into cuts <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. deep meme cuts movie but yeah like that's like that stuff is in there but also yeah it's a super charming perfectly good Spider-Man movie without the without like the weight of the MCU, which I realize is now becoming a thing that I'm not becoming a, a fan of. Like, what does that mean? It, it's just like, while it is super cool that these movies tie into a universe of 20 or 30 movies, I feel that there's like the freedom to just kind of like tell your story is probably gone. You know, like from a creative standpoint, you need to, like, you're always like, how does this tie in with Guardians and how does it tie in with Avengers and how does it. Well, that's. It's Welcome not a to function. reading comic books. Yeah, that's Absolutely. not a function of MCU. That's a function of like the organization not not giving creative freedom to the directors, writers, whatever. Right. You know? But I mean, but they're also not making standalone movies anymore. Like, and I, and I get it that that's also a function of comic books. But, I mean, comic books have also had one offs and like alternate verses that let you do that. You know, like. That's why you could make the Ultimates because you just were like it's another Earth, and then you could write the Ultimates if you wanted. Then the yeah. Ultimates became their own thing. Anyway, I'm just I mean, saying. I, I call that the X Men movies. <laughs> Did you see Logan? <laughs> yeah, but Logan ties into the X Men movies. Ish, sort of, ish, by yeah. having a couple of the same actors. But yeah. that's it. Anyway, I just I'm just saying it was like it was refreshing to me that I was like it had been a while since I saw a superhero movie that existed like on its own. Like that wasn't like a. Str- <laughs> As, as, a, as a thought experiment, Keith, go watch X-Men Origins Wolverine I, and then watch Logan right after it and tell me how those movies tie in together. Just I, don't. Just I mean, just I've never seen X-Men Origins X-Men Wolverine. Origin. So. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, that's true. We didn't even send an email around. Did. Yeah, but, it, and I get it, but I'm just saying they were still trying to make, like, you know what I mean? They were trying to make a verse. And I get it, Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan was absolutely the least connected, I think, to the X-Men movies. But it's still... <laughs> I haven't seen X-Men Origin Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Even Days of Future Past could have happened in its own yeah. world. Yeah, but it, it still dropped into even the two... that merged the two timelines, right? Like, yeah. you got to see the two Professor X's, and you got to recognize the actor from both movies. You know, like... Hey, I, I recognize him. He was in that other movie. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. That was worth the price of admission. Yeah, fuck you. That, that's, that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite throwaway Deadpool jokes. Or whatever. That's like, he's like, we're going to take you to see the professor, and he's like, McAvoy or Stewart, McAvoy or Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, <laughs> like <laughs> <this is> important question. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fair. Uh-huh. I was like, fair question, Deadpool. Which professor am I going to see? Uh, I mean, you want to. It's rank? nominated for best picture. It is nominated for best animated film. Mm-hmm. Yes, or best animated. What, was yeah. it up against any um, tough stuff this year? Were, were they? Or... Wreck It Ralph destroys the internet. Yep, which I did not see. Was that any good? Did, I, I've I've not seen any of them. Really? I'm really shocked and ashamed. I'm I'm mm. surprised. You you got the kid. Um, I don't think it's out on theaters. DVD yet. Not, nothing's out yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, um, right. It is also nominated against that. Disney, Pixar. There's one Disney, one Pixar, one Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All nominated. We should look this up. Academy. I feel oh. we're going to talk about this for a minute. Academy right. Award nominees. Yeah. Bup, bup, bup. Uh, oh, man. I am typing like a um, monster here. 
I wrote very, I wrote Academy, and then instead of a word, come on Google, save me, save <laughs> us, save the show. And I wrote Nominess. I wrote Animates. Ooh. Okay, so the Wikipedia page has it. I feel. Uh-huh. There we go. Winners and nominees. What are we talking about? Animated film. Yep. Animated film. Animated film. This is Incredibles two. Oh yeah, I love dogs. Oh, uh, yeah. Mirai, which I don't know. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet and Spider Man into the Spider Verse hmm. are the uh, animated features. So I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen them all. It's hard to compare those films. Kind of tough to put an- Isle of Dogs in there. It's such a a different piece. Yeah, but I mean, it's animated, not it kids. is. I mean, yeah, it's just not a kids movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, but I mean, at the same time, we're talking about like hard to put movies in movies. Black Panther got a Best Picture nom. Yep. So, so I told you guys it was really good. Yeah, dude, we saw. We it's still saw it. a superhero movie. Yeah, like, that oh. guy saves the day by punching well, people. So it's the first superhero movie to be nominated. Yeah, Dark Knight wasn't even nominated, man. Wow. Oh. Think about how weird that is. <laughs> like, yeah. like Dark Knight. If that's that's the bummer about it, I feel that I was like, and I mean, admittedly, Dark Knight was pre them having like a gazillion nominees. Like what this year they're at eight. And Jeez. I think they, I think they've gone. I think the highest they did was ten one year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, but Dark Knight wasn't even nommed. So, so though, here's the thing that uh, who who is it? It was Puck Soup that was talking about it. They were talking about the Black Panther nom, where they were mm-hmm. like, we can admit that Black Panther was the best superhero movie that came out in 2018. So, and I was like, probably fair. I think like. Um, Probably, like, like I'm thinking. I, I would argue that, but I understand that amongst us, we are. Well, I mean, I think we're 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 split on maybe where it ends. We're gonna we're going to do the Academy a favor and rank it so that they know where we feel. About That's right. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they were talking about it on Puck Soup, where they were saying like how a punter can get into the NFL Hall of Fame. His contribution to the game of football is much less than a quarterback who makes it into the NFL Hall of Fame because quarterbacks yeah. like won and lost games single handedly. And the punter just did a real good job at punting. But you're like, you still put that guy in the Hall of Fame. He was the best at punting. So you're right. like, are we saying that like Black Panther was the best movie and is it going to win? No. But it was the best superhero movie this year. So like, there needs to be somewhere possibly to reflect that, if that makes and, sense. And here's the thing that's really messed up with Black Panther being nominated for mm. Best Picture. Mm. I'm fine with it. I don't feel like this year had a whole bunch of super strong runaways for the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. I like Black Panther a lot. It is not nominated for Best Director. It is not nominated for Best Screenplay. And none of the actors are nominated. Yeah. How yeah, the true. hell did they decide that? They, that's always weird. Like, I mean, th- th- I think the worst uh, the worst example of that was the, the Lord of the Rings ones or whatever, where, like, they were, nomina- they were nominated for Best Picture, like, everything technical and, like, no acting, no writing, no directing or whatever. And you're like, like how? Go. How do you say that this movie is one of the best movies of the year? Mm-hmm. And not give any of the credit to the people who wrote, directed, or started it. Well, I mean, it was a superhero movie. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody also picked up a bunch of noms. And everyone it won the Golden it, Globe. And everyone said it was dog shit. I don't know. Maybe there was a, a big push. They really wanted... Like, I do, it doesn't make sense to me either. Every, every time somebody has talked about it, like, they say from, uh, from like, an artistic point of view, yep. like, there, there's really good performances, but it fails utterly to tell a story about Freddie Mercury. Right? Yeah. And it changes facts about his life yeah. to make it more cinematic. Like, kind of bullshit. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. But uh, Queen music. 
rocks. Yeah, it sure does. And, but that, that shouldn't, shouldn't be a reason to go see a movie about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably the only reason to go see that movie. I would agree. It kind um, of bums me out. And you, apparently, even Vice wasn't amazing. Like the uh, the Dick Cheney movie. How, like, how could you possibly expect they're going to tell the true story of Dick Cheney in a fucking Hollywood movie? Oh, absolutely. That is not possible. It's going to be fucking propaganda about about this guy. Which it like absolutely is. Why would anybody <laughs> go see it? Well, because apparently it's fun. I'm going to go eat some propaganda. Nom nom nom. Well, so the thing is with that is I would like if you can do it in a fun way and make it clear that this is not what happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing that, and and apparently, like some of it's like so over the top that they should have. If they leaned harder into that, that would like make it better. But it's like if you're trying to present it as like it's a biopic, you're like, no, 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 no. Right. Like, but they are presenting it like it's a biopic. Uh, apparently, Christian Bale's amazing in it, though. Uh, amazing opinion. or not, it's yep. it's like a. Oh no, it's absolutely a, a propaganda piece. Yeah. That is like he shot a guy in the chest, and then the guy had to go on the news to apologize to him. Yeah, man. Like he he's like a for real insane evil genius. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like <laughs> like that. That's it. Like it's it's one of those things where I was like, I, I desperately do want to know. Absolutely, and, there's a, and a tragedy. Think... We won't be around 150 years from now when people can talk about this kind of stuff a little more freely. At like at the at way after the American Empire has fallen, <laughs> and there's like time travel historians who are gonna get <laughs> gonna get the real story Some, somehow. They're gonna unlock it. But yeah, no, I. Yeah. Absolutely, there's, there's. I think there's like an amazing story behind Dick Cheney. Can Christian Bale make a movie better than 2019? No, Probably not. I don't think so. You know, I'm, I've got a couple lists here of like the the top uh, superhero movies of 2018. Mm-hmm. It's not that great a list. Yeah, I mean, but... it's basically you're looking between Into the Spider Verse, Infinity War, Black Panther, and then it's like Ant Man and the Wasp, Aquaman, mm-hmm. Deadpool two, money, 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 Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, made more That's money so than weird. Fucking Dark Knight. What? Billion dollar movie. Anyways, we should yeah. rank Black Panther, okay. though, for the Academy. So yeah. The Academy knows where to fit it. Because, yeah, we were holding off on this until we all we all, we all saw it. it. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to rank into the Spider-Verse. I guess we're going to save that for when Scott Scooty has uh, seen it. I think so. I feel it's also good enough that we should have another conversation about it with a little more openness. Sure. So I'm going to try to watch it soon. I really, really, really want to watch Talk that about movie. elements of it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Let's take a look at the list, and I'm going to start us off somewhere around number 3031, where oh. we've got Logan and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. Uh, you can jump up to 36 and say that Infinity War is there. I would probably put it below Infinity War. I would put it above. I, f- I feel that it's in that zone. It's in the if you do that, zone. you're putting it above Princess Mononoke by Hayao Miyazaki. Putting it above. It's got a better soundtrack. In Bruges. What's up? A better soundtrack. <laughs> mm, not necessarily. I mean, that's that's the magic of the list, Scott, John. Mm-hmm. You're making a list with two people who listen to a lot of hip hop. Great. Hip hop soundtracks are gonna have weight. Okey-dokey. And it was good. It it had a better villain than Infinity War. Killmonger Absolutely. was a better villain than Thanos. He had clear motivations. Yeah, and a clear plan to get from he a had to B. a point. So I was talking about this in the last podcast, so I won't rehash it too too hard. Mm-hmm. I was like, the thing that Black Panther needed, where it would have stuck out real hard for me, is if that it didn't end with the hero and the villain punching each other to death. If like, if at the end, if Killmonger was like, "Yeah, you're right. Like we should work together, and like we can actually make a difference. You're not hiding Wakanda anymore, and this will make a huge change. Let's let's figure this out." I'd be like, "Wow." They did something. I, I think that would have been, been like amazing. If to it me. came out in in 2013, 
it would have been the greatest superhero film of all time. Like, it did a lot of stuff better than many, many other superhero yeah. movies. You can't, can't deny that. But it, right now, it's like in a sea of movies doing kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I prefer Infinity War to it because even though Infinity War has a lot of problems, it, at least it was kind of different, you know? Mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, they're going off and doing different things. I mean, when we ranked Infinity War, I pushed for it to be very high because of the the writing, directing mm-hmm. craft yeah, of juggling so of juggling like <laughs> twenty five people characters in that movie, and they yeah. did it really, really well. I would. I still it, think Black Panther is a better movie. Than I that. would potentially, looking at this list, put it just above Infinity War. Yeah. Yep. I think that it was more concise. It had less weird flaws that nagged at me for a long time, and. Uh, also, I think just had a stronger, like, had made me care about, and this is terrible that I don't know their names because I'm not a Black Panther reader, but made me care about a bunch of characters I had never heard or seen before. Right. Which I think is like, which is like a very big accomplishment in a sea of superhero movies to be like, here's these new, there's like the the warrior leader, there's his sister, there's... Shiri and Silverback. Yeah. And... The villains are new. They even made me care about the little Hobbit guy who saved the day. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Like, well, like I'm just saying, like I, I, Andy Serkis's call was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, like, like I, I was made like it made me care about a bunch of people that I didn't know a lot about. Right. In, That's fine with that. The movies above that are all very good movies. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, slotting in at the new number thirty-six. Okay. Yeah. Well, just below in Brew. Well, I guess so. But yeah, I think that's it's just it's better than Infinity War because of its tightness. Like a tiger. Tight like a tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's right. Okay. I'm, I'm there. That's going to be the quote. Tight <laughs> like a tiger. Head of Infinity War because of its tightness. Black Panther is tight like a tiger. <laughs> That's uh-huh. right. Put that on the DVDs, Marvel. Oh, my God. <laughs> if When Black Panther does not win Best Picture, it's because that quote exists. Yeah. <laughs> that quote exists in the... Put it into the media sphere. In the internet. Um, I mean, so we've spent time talking about the Academy Awards, which uh, usually signal some of the best mm-hmm. in cinematic achievement. And you guys both have bad movies to talk about. What do you but, mean? But John has a bad movie that we assigned him to talk That's about. That's true. Scott just has a, a think piece about mm-hmm. another bad movie. I don't I've know. I've been thinking about a lot since I watched it. So <laughs> I will leave it to you to determine who All goes right, out. All right, so... I watched the movie Xanadu. Xanadu. Yeah, you're singing it real good. Uh, the Dude. Olivia Newton-John um, slash ELO slash Electric Light Orchestra slash Michael Beck slash Gene Kelly uh-huh. 1980s roller disco film. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. <laughs> so I wrote all these notes here, taking notes on, on what happens in this movie. I don't know if we really need to do the whole thing. There's like a whole lot, bunch of time investment we could go through. It really was not that funny. Okay. Did, did, you, watch, did you watch it alone or did you watch it with your... Oh, no, I watched it with Debbie. It was okay. great. So, so like... That experience I'm interested in. Here's the start of the movie is like there's like this shot uh, that's like kind of like a graffiti spray paint scene mm-hmm. of the wall of like eight ladies wearing like skimpy white outfits like and they're in the wind kind of flowing in the wind and they're doing like a, they're all on roller skates of course. 
and they're they're doing like a there's like a neon kind of rainbow thing on top of them, and then there's like sweet eighties laser effects, choo, 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 and they like come to life. Pew, they got like neon purple outlines. Pew, they come to life and they roller skate around. And Debbie's like, "What's going on?" And <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, those are the muses. One of them is going to be the love interest for the main character. The plot is going to be that she's not allowed to fall in love with him, and that's going to be the movie." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, okay." An hour and fifteen minutes later. That's the plot. <laughs> so Olivia Newton-John is playing one of the muses who yeah. has come to Earth. Um, opening line from Mr. Uh, Michael Beck. And mm-hmm. this, this is like hey, the, the, the Warriors Michael the Beck. The Warriors Michael Beck. <laughs> he, came, and, he comes out to play. Yeah. Well, this is the core flaw of this movie. There's so many things that went wrong with this, this movie. This is the core So one? many. Wow. But I think that this is the core. Okay, Michael Beck is the main character of the film, uh-huh. and he is significantly more likable as his character in The Warriors, where he is a violent rapist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, he, he's, his opening line to the movie, I even wrote this down, was, Oh, what the hell, guys? Guys like me shouldn't dream anyway. Hmm. <laughs> like, so he plays this like artist. He's a painter who um, needs a muse. Well, who doesn't the, believe in dreams. Well, he 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 quit his. He we quit, call that a graphic designer. He quit his painting job <laughs> to go out into the world and like do art and make money doing that. And then the start of the movie is he's failed as an artist, and now he has to go back to his job as a painter. Oh, and he's all like depressed like a about it. Painter. A commercial painter, and and he takes like album covers and he paints them bigger to go on mm. on the walls as posters. That's his job, <laughs> and. He he's like hanging out on, by the boardwalk, and this like hot lady in on roller skates and like white, skimpy white clothing skates by, gives him a kiss, and then keeps going. And he's mm-hmm. like, "This girl!" And then she appears in in the painting of one of his friends, and he chases her down. And then, um, anyway, sh- shenanigans happen. Mm-hmm. But he's just so unlikable every inch of the movie. His dialogue is wooden. His delivery is stiff. He says stuff that's like he has these like comedic scenes where he's with the other people who are painters at this this job. And there's nothing funny about any of it. He's just this whiny, self-absorbed asshole. And um, and then Olivia Newton-John skates around a whole bunch. How many songs are there? <sighs> like five or six. Mm-hmm. They are not good. <laughs> I mean, now, to be fair, it's Electric Light Orchestra, which is pretty awesome. The problem here is that you, there's, like, there's eras, okay? And then the era that we are in here is 1980, when disco was already, like, on its way to being done. Right. And then you now we're doing a, like... Fucking Olivia Newton-John movie. She's going to sing a whole bunch. Yeah. And there's going to be like disco cowboy songs and disco rock songs. And um, and uh, like the direction in all of these dance numbers. I'm not that big into dance. I do mm-hmm. not like watching people dance. I don't like dancing myself. But um, well, it I was mean, not. You have high scores on Dance Dance Revolution. I should... I love video games. <laughs> anyway. It was it was not fun. The direction was bad. There was a lot of close-ups where there's like people doing stuff in the background and people dancing in the foreground, but because it's really close, you don't know what the fuck's going on. And then the camera changes positions. And you, you think they would have know. learned from like those like those like the, the famous dance movies from like the 30s and 40s or whatever that have those like, like wide sweeping shot of like 100 people in choreography. Right. Looks cool. But here's the deal: close-ups they're, they're all weird. on roller skates. Yeah. My guess is that people fall down a lot and fuck up big complicated <laughs> dance numbers. And like it's the it's the start of the 80s and a lot of drugs flying around and, and, people and are getting probably getting close yeah you gotta get in close <laughs> can't see dave just wiping out and get the shot the and the, it's they have gene kelly like the dude can dance like like nobody's business the right Dickens. am i am i wrong He's probably great, one, greatest of the, dancer one of the of great dancers of, great dancers of all time but you put him in a white 
cowboy outfit just covered in tassels. Tassels on the tassels, okay? And, and, and you put him on roller skates and make him run around. I guess you got to do close-ups on Gene Kelly, too. This was also his last film. I know. Okay? Yeah, last. And either he just decided after this monstrosity not to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Or maybe... He wiped out too many times to be... Well, did, he, did he die shortly after? How much? I'm not really sure how close had... it was after. I feel like he had a lot of years. He looked good in this movie. Like He didn't look like he was dying, like dying on the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I now need to put that on my on my mental list of like unfortunate last unfortunate or or fortunate last films I guess he died in ninety six so he took a fourteen right, so he had he sixteen had, year of retirement well maybe it w- it was one of those um uh like Sean Connery after, after a, extraordinary gentleman of extraordinary right gentleman, yeah. where he's just like oh this okay I don't get it anymore and I'm I'm not yeah. gonna embarrass myself like that again yep uh which I can respect so there's there's a good moment here where I wrote that this one I want to come to there's a good moment where. So Gene Kelly's character and Michael Beck's character. Who's Gene Kelly's character? Is he magic or is he just the roller skate owner? Okay, so um, Michael Beck is is lamenting not having this girl, and he goes to hang out by the boardwalk and just like, you know, pine, f- f- pine, and then feel sorrowful and look at the ocean or whatever. So he he hears some sweet clarinet playing, and he looks up. There's an older gentleman there playing the clarinet, and he says, "What you playing there, buddy?" And they have like a witty repartee interchange that is delivered. Terribly, Michael Beck, he like, he's trying to come across as like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. And um, the dialogue is so bad, you're like, shut the fuck up. You are a horrible person. He's just not funny. And yep. anyway, so they, they have a chat. And then they, um, and then the girl roller skates by again. So Michael Beck runs off and he's like running down the boardwalk and she's roller skating away. So he steals a motorcycle from some girls who are like, don't worry, just bring it back. Okay. No, no, no. they say, bring it back virgin. And then he hops on the <laughs> on the motorcycle, Pause and for he motorcycles effect. after the girl, and then he accidentally drives the motorcycle off the edge of the boardwalk oh, into no, the ocean. No, it's not virgin anymore. Yeah, and then and then and it, fuck that, you know, we never come back to that. <laughs> he doesn't get arrested or whatever. Anyway, he runs into into the clarinet guy again later. She worked all summer long in a horrible restaurant to earn that that that, money to buy that motorcycle. It's just gone. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Michael Beck. So anyway, he runs into Clarinet Player Man again later, and it turns out that Clarinet Player Man is really rich Mm -hmm. and was a dancer in the past and had been inspired by the Muse character the last time she went to Earth. So there's that kind of connection. But then they decide to get together and open up um, a club together. Mm -hmm. That club is Xanadu. Yeah, and um, and then the girl, the the muse, has like an old rundown establishment that they decide to like renovate and make into their club, taking Michael Beck's modern know-how and the old-timey magic of this old guy and mashing in, mashing in together. So there's a moment where they're wow. both like dreaming of like what is the kind of music we're gonna put in this sweet club, you know? Country and then, disco. And then Gene Kelly is doing his like old-timey's big band tuxedos and whatever. And then uh, Michael Beck is like, here's his line. A real rock and roll band, all dressed in electric orange with synthesizers. And, then, know, they're, and then they're there. Real like, rock, real rock, like, like a real, real rock, rock and roll, roll band. <laughs> but Zeppelin's like, get out of here. <laughs> like, we've but, been around for a while now. We, we know what a real rock and roll band looks like. And then there's it is a, not that. a really long dance number where the like one, you know, it cuts back and forth between the old timey dance and then the new timey rock and roll synth orange electric band. And then their big bandstands all like slide across the stage together and interlock. And, uh, interlock. <laughs> and then they do a combo number and they all dance together. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How does it end? 
Well, there's. Let me tell you, there's a 30-minute song and dance number Whoa. with Olivia Newton-John singing multiple sequences, including like a like a really hard disco cowboy sequence for like five <laughs> minutes. Disco cowboy. 30-minute closing sequence. Maybe 25. It's so long, Jeez. and then there's not a lot of plot to happen at the end because the okay, they did it. They put a, opened up their club. Everybody's having fun. Do over and over and over again. Uh-huh. For 25 minutes, and then so, like the, so the when they open the club and everything's okay. That, uh, well, and then and then there's like the final maybe like 30 seconds of the film. Michael Beck is all looking sad because um, he met Zeus when he drove he he roller skated into the wall and was transported into um, Zeus land. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, they don't mention that it's Olympus, but presumably that's what it is. And then he sass talks Zeus, trying to trying to get him to allow Kira to come back to Earth. Mm-hmm. For the name of the the name of the muse mm-hmm. and um uh zeus doesn't want to let him and then kiro whines at him and then the final shot of the movie like he's all depressed at his club and then he looks over and kira is one of the waitresses there and then oh. they start chatting so he gets to gets to hang out with his he gets muse. everything i feel yeah. from everything you're saying yeah the michael beck character yeah is the voice of like a very pretentious writer who did and or director or something who like they did not realize that this was an unlikable character but it spoke so much to, to some them. to someone yeah. helming the film who was like everyone's gonna get this guy he's the everyman actually he's just you everyman you know like there's the whenever I see like a really unlikable main character that's always what I think is I'm like to the guy who wrote this movie or the guy yeah, who yeah. who envisioned this movie he's like this is everybody like and, and every, that, that's like the problem he's like putting universal. himself in there yeah so much that he, he's blind to the fact that this character is a douchebag and yeah. like not, De- not charming the douchebag mary sue yeah exactly. De- debbie even said that at one point like kira's doing a thing where she's talking to zeus about like no you i love him you got to let me go out and she's like him yeah you're like because <laughs> it's, it's like she, she wants to like she wants to now abandon immortality flying through the cosmos delivering inspiration to people all over yeah. time and space in order to be with this guy this and, like whiny self-absorbed and muscle. not and not a young super cool gene kelly <laughs> like 30 <laughs> right. years ago yeah Mike, exactly Michael Beck over Gene Kelly yeah exactly yeah. yeah no I mean it's I was here 30 years ago and Gene Kelly was like we hit it off and it was amazing and boy could he dance yeah, yeah. Exactly. but I went back to immortality yeah, yeah exactly but Michael Beck I mean the Warriors was a pretty sweet movie yeah she was falling in love with the Warriors yeah like as a crew uh, which one was he I'm, I feel bad I don't remember his name he was the leader oh, I don't remember all the names I only yeah. remember I don't remember nearly anyway. remember any all the so the that, that's one of my problems also, I have with a lot of the Woody Woody Allen movies, even before what we know about Woody Allen <laughs> happened, yeah. was that I was just sort of like, I'm like, why does anyone into this neurotic loser? Like, any like him in any kind of romantic version, I'm like, why? Like, I don't see the, I don't see him as charming. Like, like I, I think Annie Hall is a great film. I don't see why Annie Hall is into him. Like, I get why he's into her, but I'm like, why is she giving him so much of her time? He's just neurotic and complaining about things a lot. You know, I don't. I think you're but not. You know, in, in, you know, in real life, people are really drawn to Woody Allen, right? Like, that's so weird. Also, because <laughs> because Diane Keaton was super into it. Yeah, I get and it, like, but I just like, but as a viewer, I don't buy it. Like, what was the other one? The uh, what was the one where he like traveled back in time and had like Madame Bovary came out? Is it uh, Midnight in Paris? No, 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 no. Midnight in Paris, because I mean, Mid- Midnight in Paris has yeah. the Owen Wilson character, which I was like, I buy a little bit more because he seems a little more charming than Woody Allen. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm here in Paris. Whoa! <laughs> it's Scott Fitzgerald. Wow! Yeah. 
Exactly. It's good. It's yeah, like, like slightly bit. more charming than what he. I mean, it's the same thing too with why I bought it a little bit more in uh, in Celebrity because Kenneth Branagh comes off as a lot more charming than. than like Woody, like he's clearly the Woody Harrelson, but like he comes off as like this Woody, handsome Woody, 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 Woody Harrelson. Yeah, he, Woody com- Harrelson. he comes off as like this handsome, charming, neurotic guy, as opposed right. to like. No, now that I'm thinking of it, Annie Hall with Woody Harrelson sounds pretty good. Let's get on that remake. Zombieland Two is coming. No, out. no, we don't need to remake it. I just want the the deep fakes to take oh, care. replace the character. It. But do they make deep fakes super illegal? Isn't They're trying, but yeah, they, yeah. Uh, man, wouldn't that be crazy? Somebody gets the software that just like literally replaces an actor with another in an existing movie. Well, like that's deep, not impossible. Deep, deep fakes was fifty percent celebrity porn, yeah, and fifty percent Nicolas Cage in everything. Yeah. <laughs> did you not see any of the Nick Cage? Yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They did movies where every character was replaced by Nick Cage. That's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh man! Then they could do. They could finally do because you know how the uh, the Katniss Everdeen slowed down a little bit. Sounds a lot like Will Ferrell. They could put yeah. Will Ferrell into Hunger Games. Just slow down the voice, and it would sound perfect. Yeah. <laughs> just be Will Ferrell, shot for shot. Hunger Games. Are we ranking Xanadu? Yeah, dude. Was kind of so here's the, the thing. It was. It was like it was dog shit, but it was not like terribly offensive. You know, okay. it didn't try to do it. Like obviously, it was just going to be a roller disco movie with a bunch of songs. Yeah, <laughs> but a 25 minute. Musical number ten. Pretty egregious. But if you're there for watching Olivia Newton-John dance and sing and whatever, that's what I'm saying. But from what you're saying, imagine if Greece ended with a 25 minute. Did it? I don't know. Didn't the car fly away into space? Right. (laughs) But (laughs) so oddly prescient about John Travolta's (laughs) Hmm. future. Uh, So here's my thing from what you're saying. while, While you weigh that. Yeah. Um. When I watched the trailers of Xanadu. Yeah. I was like. At least there's probably pretty good roller skating. No, and that's what—that's yeah. where I feel that it did fail. Because yeah. I was like, to me, as someone who is involved with watching roller skating a lot, yeah. and even Scott used to watch a lot of roller skating, as we both served as roller derby sure. announcers. Sure. Like watching sick roller skating would probably hold my attention for an hour and a half if the roller skating was real good. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that that wasn't good. Yeah, like I could watch Quadzilla skate for an hour, no problem. Oh yeah, yeah exactly, that's it. Like I've watched jam okay, skate okay. competitions so, that are like like, woo. Okay, but it ends up being bad, but not offensive, right? Right, right, like, right. Soul right. Man was offensive. Yeah, 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 Leonard yeah, yeah, Part yeah, six. That, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying there, but I, like I, I'm seeing it kind of potentially just above uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Really? This was better than Soul Man, probably. This was better than The Room. Was it better than The Room? It was better than The Room. It, I might even put it between The Room and Jason Bourne. Like, Jason Bourne was absolute... No, no, no. Batman Killing Joke was the worst. It was so <laughs> offensive. But just above there, I, I wouldn't put it much above above any of that. I could even be convinced to put it below Jason Bourne. But, like, that it was Jason just so Bourne awful. Was so it was so long and so stupid. I'm right. angry that they made it because there was there was like I used to like those Jason Bourne movies. Yep. <laughs> um, so above Jason Bourne, uh, no, Jason Bourne was really like, can we make another Jason Bourne like they did with the Lord of the Rings stories? But oh, you mean like the Hobbit? No, like the Cimmerillion. Make <laughs> <laughs> like this really long. No, I might even put it just above Batman: The Killing Joke because of that rape stuff. I don't want none of that. Fair. Okay, so that's above, a good spot for it. Below London has fallen and above Batman: The Killing Joke. <laughs> London has <laughs> fallen. Oh man, man, it, it was a miserable film though. I mean, yeah, that's just, so sad. Yeah. Well, are you I mean, are you guys point. just gonna pull the trigger and make me watch Wolverine? <laughs> Is that a thing that's happening? Because you guys said you Origins. Yeah. 
I mean, we could try to find some other horribly racially charged movies. For Damn it. Uh, but I don't know, but I like I legitimately that would if you guys do want to want to pull the trigger on that one, I I can say that like I actively have been avoiding this movie for fifteen years, like I, or however long it's been out. Like the initial, I, I I didn't like it. I heard the initial reviews were bad. I heard they covered up Deadpool's mouth. Everyone said don't see it; it's awful. And I was I, like, I n- never want to see this movie. So. I have never seen a superhero movie that was as torturous. Oh lord, as. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, come on. There has to be. The, fu- no. the original uh, Avengers movie from like 80-whatever. Not the Avengers. Fantastic Four yeah, one. Yeah, Fantastic Four no. one from back the, then. The or Fan, Fan Forstick. That was so awful. Oh, th- those two? No. No, not even. Compl- Wolverine, X-Men Origins. Oh, God, that movie is bad. Mm. It is so bad. There are huge, gaping plot holes there that just... I mean, th- most of them. no sense. Like... In the main plot, you, you, you get the arc of, of, of a plot. Was Gambit in that one? Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, miserable. Gambit was the, yeah. the person who had to take them to the secret base. No one can Which take on Three Mile Island. Gambit. Where is it? Three Mile there Island. There it is. How do, we, how do we sneak in? <laughs> Jump out of the plane. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, go watch it. Okay, well. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> And the worst thing about it, Keith, the worst thing about it is the first three minutes of this movie are so good. Oh, yeah. This, the opening sequence oh, is yeah. like, you could you could just slap that on another movie and I would watch it again and be super <laughs> happy that they did that. Oh, mercy. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll do it. This, is, this is also crazy because Sarah has seen X-Men Wolverine Origins and I have not. I'm sure I will not be able to convince her to watch it again. I was, like, she, was like, she was like, oh, I watched it. And I was like, I heard it was terrible. She's like, yeah, I don't know why. Like, she, like, watched it while she was at her stage or whatever, and, like, the people she was with were like, let's watch it together. I could see on a plane being stuck and being like, oh, oh, come on. Like, you know, I, would, you, I would rather watch the 86 Captain America movie over this. Rubber ears would, on the outside. Yep. Terrible costuming, but still. It's not a bad movie. I didn't not mind a, that not one a at terrible all. Movie. There's some weird stuff that happens in that movie. I would rather watch the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie wow. ten times before watching that, that Wolverine movie. The Dolph Lundgren He-Man movie. I would rather watch Oh, man, that. the Masters of the Universe movie was really <laughs> bad. It's it's very fun because uh, Courtney Cox is in it. <laughs> just watching her just be like, eh, like falling down. No. It's nonsense sound. Okay. Um, so to close off mm-hmm. this episode of 90S, Scott um, watched a movie, a 25-year-old movie that he posits, if it came out today, would be like a smash cult hit. Meme, it's, it's so meme factory, meme meme factory, self-aware, um, politically charged in ways that were completely unneeded in S- 1993. Scathing commentary on toxic masculinity. <clears throat> huge, huge <laughs> portions of dissecting and shitting upon toxic masculinity as represented in as represented in the mainstream media. Yep. I watched The Last was, Action Hero. I was going to decide to see if John could guess what movie you were well, talking he, about. I'm, I'm holding the paper. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before. Uh, uh, yeah. Directed by John McTiernan. Who did he direct things? Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. Nice. Um, it was written by Zach Penn, who also wrote X2 and Ready Player One. Huh. Who then X2 was... X2 is like the best X. Who was like writing this thing that was like parodying and and highlighting the flaws in scripts that were written by like Shane Black. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the studio was like, "We don't get it." And gave his script to Shane Black, who rewrote it so much that Zach Penn 
lost his screenwriting <laughs> credit, <laughs> which never happens on an original screenplay. Yeah. They're just like, you're or maybe Shane Black had something over them. It was like, you're not allowed to put out a movie that makes fun of me. I think it's it was more Shane Black, like, you know who I am? I'm money. Mm-hmm. You're going to give this did, has any, did, Is there reports that the original script is, like, even better? Yeah. <laughs> like... In, in a 2019 kind of way, maybe not a 1993 way. Right. right. Like, um, this movie was Schwarzenegger's follow-up to... T2, T2. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was hot. And like, twins. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So oh, he, I remember twins. That was funny. Right. So he had, he had like, so he was coming into this, like, banking maximum action star and maximum comedy star. And this mm-hmm. was, I guess, maybe supposed to be the, like, click. Like, exactly. smush it together. Like, he is now an action comedy box office Remind bulldozer. me how this goes. I know I saw it, but I'm okay. sure it was, like, in 95. So Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a character whose name is uh, Jack Slater. And Jack Slater is an action movie star. Mm-hmm. His first three movies have come out and have been huge smash hits. They're all in the um, Die Hard, no. Predator, Commando style sure. of, of action movie. Yeah. And there's a kid who loves these movies because he comes from a broken home, mm-hmm. and lives in a bad neighborhood, and is friends with the kindly old theater manager. Mm-hmm. This manager gives him the chance to watch the new movie the day before it comes out, Jack Slater 4, and gives him a magic ticket, which ultimately takes this kid into the movie where he gets to meet his hero, Jack Slater. Okay. All of the rules of the movie-verse exist. Yeah. So he's trying to prove to the Schwarzenegger character that he's a movie character. Yeah, he's like... I, I, I remember I remember a line from this, and he just sort of he's like, "Don't you think it's weird that every phone number starts with like five five five? And Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, "That's what the area codes are for." <laughs> like, so like just because to the Arnold Schwarzenegger character. Yeah, yeah, that's you normal. You don't think it's strange that every person working in this video store is a supermodel, and it's like Angie Evangelista there. It's yeah, like, yeah. This is my job. <laughs> and it also, I, this is a image that sticks out in that video store. Like, he tries to, like, he's like, look, that's you, and points to Terminator, but it's Stallone in the 3D cutout of Terminator, and it right. says, like, Stallone T2. And I was like, that, as as a kid, blew my mind, because, like, I didn't understand, like, how rights and yeah. stuff worked or whatever. I was like, how did they even do that? Like, why are they allowed? I remember that, like, really, right. somehow, really sinking into one, me. One of the cops on the force is in black and white. He's an old-timey cop. And another one is a cartoon cat voiced by Danny DeVito. That's amazing. And Jack Slater is just like, he's been with the Force for 20 years. He's one of our best men. (laughs) Refuses to acknowledge it. He comments on the music that is playing in the background of the movie. He's like, there is rock and roll music playing in the sky. Yeah, like as you as you walk down the street, it's a din 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 din. He's like, yeah, it's because I'm walking. So already, that's kind of like a weird high concept for this comedy action movie. Sounds amazing. Then the assassin in in this movie, Jack Slater Four, finds the magic ticket and comes into the real world. Oh no! The villain is played by Charles Dance, Lord Tywin Lannister. Nice. Awesome. Who witnesses uh, a violent mugging in 1993 New York City. Yeah, they steal his shoes, right? Yeah, and then no one does anything. And he's like, what? 
He's like, crime looks so easy here. <laughs> this looks great. <laughs> so he He's like, why did nobody like swing in from like the roof or whatever and yeah, like, yeah. start shooting and explosions <laughs> he at He walks him. over to a parking garage and shoots the guy there and goes, Hello, everyone. I have just killed this man on purpose. <laughs> and everyone just kind of runs away or hurriedly walks around the corner and he's just like, huh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So they have to bring Schwarzenegger back to the real world to, to stop this supervillain. Right. At which point he has this moment with the kid's mom sitting after having stayed up all night talking about life, listening to classical music where he's like, this is beautiful. What is it? I love it. And has this moment of like, maybe being a man's man action movie superstar isn't the be all and end all of existence. He wants to go see art and the ballet and listen to classical music. Mm-hmm. How did that happen in 1993 as like a full scene of this crazy action movie? Like with the, the soundtrack action like, hero becoming self-aware and mm-hmm. being like, perhaps well, I've made a mistake with my action hero life. I should put some time into the this ballet. This bombed, didn't it? It bombed terribly yeah. for a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah. Some like, of the reasons include... <laughs> they re- announced the release date for the next Arnold Schwarzenegger but, movie after Twins and T2. I got to say, though. And then a few months later, Universal Studios was like, the weekend before, go see our new movie, Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park. Ooh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that'll do no. it. And Schwarzenegger tried desperately to push this movie back yeah. another few weeks. And those those. Um, I've seen the movie, Sony. the dinosaurs are very real. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Sony, the producers of, of Last Action Hero, were like, we can't push it back. It's the summer. We've got to go make, toe-to-toe with Universal. You make money in the summer. You don't oh, make money in, in September. And that's what I, I was telling Scott before. I was like, so <clears throat> Last Action Hero had Schwarzenegger as a name. But at the time, like Jurassic Park had Spielberg as a name. And I feel that like early 90s. Sam Neill, yo. Early I'm not saying, yeah, no, but you know what I mean. Like, like it had actors you recognized, know. you know, versus like, and I think that like early '90s, those names were like about as big. Was, in was the Schwarzenegger in Into the Mouth of Madness? I don't think so. No, but Schwarzenegger was just in T2, I man. Know. Like, I you know. know what I mean? Like, just in T2 and Kindergarten Cop and Twins. No, and Twins. Just it was right after Twins, right thought, after his first comedy. But I thought, oh, that was his first comedy. I thought Kindergarten Cop was first. No, Kindergarten Cop was last. Oh, he has made nothing funny since then. Oh. Oh, maybe it's a tumor. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, but like some things. So I feel that they were just banking on. They were like, people will come out to the Schwarzenegger flick, man. Yep. Don't worry yep. about it, Arnie. Yep. Like, and I remember that movie was. And here's the weird. What was it rated? What was it rated when it came out? PG. PG. Yeah, it's, it's very PG. Yeah, but I remember it being like when it came out. I was ten. Mm-hmm. So when it came out, though, it was like violence enough that like I. It was definitely marketed to kids. But I think this kind of... The sc- parents were all scared off. The parents were scared off because yeah. it was a Schwarzenegger flick. Yeah. Right? It still looked like a Schwarzenegger action movie, which is, you know, like Predator, Total Recall, Terminator, yeah. and whatever. So I think that that ended up screwing them over a lot. Because I remember a lot of kids, myself and kids in school, not being allowed to go see Last Action Hero mm-hmm. because it was a Schwarzenegger action film. Like, it's like they missed the fact that it was a, like, comedy you know, like yep. that it was yep. like a comedy yep. vehicle that wasn't that violent. You know, like I mean, you just said a guy killed a guy for shoes and another guy killed a guy. For yeah, no there's, so. there is no blood. Yeah, 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 yeah it's like very... fall down. But yeah, exactly. So it I think, sounds remarkably 
good and progressive and fun and clever. I totally enjoyed it. Yep. I fucking watched this movie with Riss, and she was just like, this is fine. This, yeah. How, I, is, how is this going down as, like, one of the worst Schwarzenegger movies? And it's I remember totally it, because 1993 and 2019 are completely different times for I, movies. No, but I remember when I finally ended up seeing it on video, which I guess was probably, like, 1994 or whatever, like, really enjoying it. But I also remember that, man, the hype machine behind it was massive. There are, there are crazy kind of, like, meme moments, too. So as Schwarzenegger is walking into the police department, Sharon Stone is walking out dressed in her basic instinct yeah. costume. Nice. And one of the other cops that pushes them out of the way is the T-1000, Robert Patrick. Yeah. Like, it's just the, the Stallone T-2 thing happens. Yeah. Um, Ian McKellen plays Death from Ingmar Bergman's yeah, yeah, yeah. classic movie. He just kind of yeah. walks out of the movie and starts touching people and making them drop. Like, it's crazy. It's, mm-hmm. it's just super surreal that this movie got scripted, got made, and then yeah, bombed completely. Huh. Well, you were saying that it made $26 million and that Arnold Schwarzenegger's payday was $15 million. It, it made Whoa. Fif- he got paid $15 million for this. <laughs> um, it made $26 million against Jurassic Park and then kind of climbed up to $50 million at the end of its run. That's crazy. So it just kind of hung around there. Oh, um, I forgot. Xanadu made twenty-two and a half on a $20 million budget. Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last Action Hero lost, lost $27 million. Yeah. Total losses and wow. things. Because they advertised it everywhere forever, and no one wanted to go see it. Yeah, dude. I, guess yeah. I remember, I remember it was, that, it was like It was on cereal boxes and like... There was Burger King s- cups and everything. Yeah. They did this full like, the full They were like... Get this T2 money now. Yeah, yeah. it was that. And did not happen. You want to rank this thing? I do. Yeah. It sounds like this was a success. You know? <laughs> it was now. So if you've got nothing to watch on Netflix, it's on Netflix Canada. Really? Yeah. Very, yeah, very deep shot. in the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of had to type Schwarzenegger in to have it pull up because it's not it. tied into anything else. I'm so, like, Sarah and I have been talking about, like, disconnecting Netflix for a little while mm-hmm. and, and kind of maybe doing some other sub-services. And I was like, part of it is I was like, I kind of want to reset the Netflix algorithm because I feel there's so much that's not showing me. Mm-hmm. It really is true. I typed in vampires. Do you know that Bram Stoker's Dracula is on yep. Netflix? Yep. Yeah. I did not because I haven't watched a horror movie in a year. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, stuff gets bumped. Like, literally, our Netflix is just saturated that, with true that crime movie now. is such like sweet and sour at the same time there's so it. much badness and so much goodness in we the can, same film it's we can unbelievable. rank it next time because I'm only halfway through the movie yeah. I, I, Man. I fell asleep that armor is a piece of garbage it's like it it's looks stupid. like it's shitty so plastic amazing, stupid plastic red armor but the shadow work they do in that movie the Keanu Reeves yeah. performance alongside you know. terrible Keanu Reeves alongside terrible Winona Ryder is, and then and and what's his name Gary Anthony Oldman. Hopkins spectacular chewing scenery like it's like a, Amazing like Gary a Oldman. Snack. And, and yeah. Gary Oldman doing this nuanced. Yeah, Gary Oldman's the best in it, but like Anthony Hopkins just tearing every scene he's into pieces. It's just absurd. And yeah. then two terrible actors, and then a great performance by Gary Oldman. All right, so yep. I'm looking at the list. Ooh, Better the... or worse than Star Wars The Force Awakens? Force Awakens. Where's Force Awakens? 53. Now? Yeah. It's, it's worse than Force Awakens. Okay. I'm looking at like a. Oh man, eighties, eighty-seven, eighty-six, eighty-seven. Right now is where the Evil Dead is. Uh huh. Oh, that's way down. 
Way down, but I mean, yeah. I can see that. Like Star Trek Beyond? It was just like a sh- like a fun action movie, you know? Yeah, I guess. Okay. You know, it's better than probably better than Life. What about 1984's The Karate Kid? No, The Karate Kid is better. The Karate Kid has better moments. Yeah, so, yeah. Huh. Like, Interstellar's up I mean, there, we're, Rubber's we're, up there. This is yeah. a kind of a top-heavy list, because it's we're ranking movies that we've chosen to watch. Yeah, I can see it potentially, but, uh, but I'm saying the drop-off after Karate Kid is palpable. Yeah. <laughs> like, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, yeah. Ghost in the Show. <laughs> like, I was like, it might just lock into right under Karate Kid, looking at it. Because hmm. we, had, we had kind of into... Drek. Yeah. Yep, that's a yep. perfect place for it. And Moana, for some reason. All right. So, just under the Karate Kid? Right under the Karate Kid, right above Winchester. You got mm-hmm. it. We did it, you guys. We're the, the best. last action hero. <laughs> last action hero, yeah. I kind of want to rewatch it maybe at some point. Yeah, me too. If it's on like, Netflix, I'm fucking watching it It's tonight. super popcorny. There's no, like, oh, pause it. I want to go get another soda. Like, right. the, you're, you're fine. Right. It's, you know what it sounds like? It almost sounds like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but with action movies. It very much I would so. love to rewatch that. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen that in years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it just seems With Schwarzenegger like instead of Roger Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> basically it. It's like, if you take New Frame Roger Rabbit, but it's an action star instead of a rabbit. And Bob Hoskins is a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I see it now. Imagine if that was the pitch. <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Take Bob Hoskins. Make him a child. Take Roger Rabbit. Make him Arnold Schwarzenegger. Money, money, money. Oh, <laughs> like Hollywood's yeah, like, then who's Jessica the Rabbit? I, I left out the best part. In the real world? Mm-hmm. Jack Slater goes to the screening of Jack Slater 4, yeah. where Arnold Schwarzenegger is there. Uh-huh. <laughs> they have an encounter. Schwarzenegger tries to hire him. It's like a stunt This is remarkable. You look so much like me. I've never seen a promotional actor come to this place. We should do work together. <laughs> Slater's like, you annoy me. Weird. Um, that was wonderful. Um, so, do any, before we close off, do either of you guys have anything that you want to talk about next week? Huh? I mean, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Looks yeah, like it I sounds like so. we're going to talk about that. I saw like a whole ton of, of like old timey horror movies and stuff in between the two, uh, the, like the six weeks since I've been here. So something I, I think I'm going to talk about next week, and it's really just the basis of one article, but I just want to share it with sure. the listeners in depth, is the story of the kid hanging from the ceiling playing Counter Strike. Uh, I have seen that picture. Yeah, with duct tape. He's yep. like duct tape to the ceiling. Yep, he's yeah, he's duct taped into the ceiling playing Counter Strike. There's yep. like a whole story. They they met the kids who did it and they talked to them and everything. Huh. I'm gonna talk about that because I was like, someone was like, this, it was like a behind the meme thing, and I was like, man, I remember that picture. I think yeah. everybody remembers that picture. Totally. Google that picture and then don't read the article because I'll tell you about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> next time on IDN. <laughs>Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get 
your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. (laughs) 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.